let's talk through some of the economics of an online storefront. First of all, let's remember that you're probably selling at a 30% margin. If you have that wholesale retail breakup that I've talked about in prior episodes. So let's say that your retail margin, because this is a channel, a sales channel for you is at 30%. So that's how you'll do the math. So if you sell something for 30 bucks, you need to look at it as $9 that you've made as opposed to 30. As a detail, I would recommend that you charge a handling fee. In a storefront, you can generally set up a handling fee, which is separate from your shipping fee. Even if it's just two, three, four, five dollars, something like that, that's a number that gets added on to the shipping cost outside of the calculation that it comes up with on the actual cost of shipping. And that money can be used to offset labor costs in terms of handling, and I'll, I'll show you that. Remember also, when you look through the numbers, to consider the extra cost of the packing materials and the ice packs and the shred and all that kind of stuff. And that can vary widely, so you'll just have to figure that out on your own. Incidentally, in my state, I have to charge sales tax on handling. If you break handling apart from shipping, it's an obscure rule. I found it. So I charge sales tax on handling, but not sales tax on shipping and not sales tax on the product because it's food. That's very specific to me in my state, but I just want to point out that you want to think about sales taxes and make sure that you've got your sales tax settings correct in your software. This is another thing that the software is really good at handling for you. I would recommend also that you not punt on shipping costs. Some people just say, oh, it's just 20 bucks, flat rate, 20 bucks. I feel a little cheated when I see that. I don't like that. And I think you'll get it wrong most of the time. But I think that's a direct correlation of not having software. So if you have your good software, you won't have to do that. We'll also take a look at free shipping as an analysis. I do want you to understand what free shipping would cost you. So we'll run through some numbers here in just a minute on free shipping. I do see the logic in it, but I don't recommend it. I'm going to show you why when we run the numbers. Also, before I forget about it, I want to tell you that surprise and delight is a really good tactic as well, and it may fit into your ROI calculation if you care. But basically, some little trinket, some little surprise, some little extra chocolate bar that they didn't order, or some sample that's not for sale. What do you do with that chocolate that was imperfect or leftover? Not bad, I'm saying, but just imperfect, you know, sample of some kind, right? This is a good place to to move that kind of product or some kind of a flavor that was just unusual that you don't think is going to be a product. Don't send them anything that's bad, but if you have something extra that you can wrap up and send to them as free with a little note that says, hey, just for you, I want you to try this. What do you think? I think they feel like they're real special and it gives you a, a nice chance to do the surprise and delight technique that I'm talking about. Just because we're in the bonus material, I kind of want to talk to you more advanced stuff in here is I want you to think about that peak load stuff. You're dealing with this electronic storefront during peak load. You're dealing with it during Christmas, during Valentine's, during Mother's Day, during the time that you are 
busy as hell, okay? That's when all these orders come. So you're racing to your order fulfillment process every day, trying to keep up with it. And it's fun at first. It is really fun at first, but you can't drop this ball. That's all I want to say. You just cannot drop this ball. All right, let's let's pull an order. We'll pull order number 1725 here in my system. This person ordered an assortment box for $35. It's being shipped out to Pennsylvania. $11.74 worth of shipping. The box is free because I'm going to use a post office box. If I want to buy a box, it's about a dollar, by the way. And I can, if I buy enough of them, I can get my logo put on the box. So that's a that's a cool touch. It looks nicer, I think, than a post office box. But right now I'm using the free box. I've got to shrink wrap the assortment box because I don't want anything to get inside of it, right? I talked about that earlier, you know, the shred and the fibers and all that stuff. I don't need an ice pack. I'm using uh, just recycled paper and some tape. So all my materials packing all in, let's just say it's a dollar. And it's probably not even a dollar. It's probably even less than that, but I'll just say it's a dollar because I don't know what you're doing. And shred can get expensive. So we'll just say it's a dollar. You can put in 50 cents in your own. Shipping and handling, $11.74, as I said. My actual cost on that order was $8.24. You take the $11.74 minus the $8.24 minus the $1, and it leaves me with $2.50. So I actually made $2.50 on the shipping. Time to assemble a box and get it out the door on average is 15 minutes for me. Made that $2.50, so that's $10 an hour while you're the shipping manager. So, hey, you're making 10 bucks an hour being a shipping manager. Isn't that cool? <laughs> when you do it yourself, you didn't even know it. You had a second job. You're making 10 bucks an hour. It's awesome. All right. Now, the profit, we're using a 30% on the $35 because that's the margin. And so that is $10.50. Order number 1725, paid for the labor to ship it and get it out the door and all the materials, and it made you $10.50. Annual fee for Shopify, if you're going to go with Shopify, $315, $15 a year for the domain, so $330. $330 against $10. You can see how many orders it would take to break even on that. I doubt you rent a building to ship, but I actually sort of do because I've got a big old setup there where I pay 50 bucks a month in internet fees, $1,400 a year in electrical fees. I pay property taxes, $5,400 in property taxes. All in, that's $7,000 a year for my warehouse facility. If... 10% of that is for the shipping area. It would be like paying $700 a year in rent. So we'll just we'll just use those numbers. So the 315 for the Shopify fee, the 15 bucks for the domain, the $700 to rent the place. I've got about $1000 into this thing. So I need about 100 orders a year for break even. 
if I were renting a building. Without a building, I'd only need 30, 30 orders. This is not going to break the bank here. Let's do a free shipping example though, right? We talked about that. A free shipping example. Let's say that you want to offer free domestic shipping for orders over a hundred dollars. All right, so we'll pull another order. This one is 1606 in my system. It's got a chocolate sauce, which is heavier because it's in a glass jar, a couple of boxes of Buckeyes and some boxes of caramels and some peppermint patties. So the order comes out to $108 worth of products. The customer paid $11.65 in shipping. So their total was $120.35. It turned out to be a 5.3 pound box that went out. The actual price on the shipping was only $8.23. So I charged $11.65 and it cost me $8.23. So if I were to have offered free shipping on this order, the actual out-of-pocket cost would have been, let's say, $9.23. So $8.23 plus a dollar for the stuff. So $9.23. So the order would have been $108 worth of product, $108, and it would have cost me $9.23. Let's say that this customer would have stopped short at $80, because I think this is the logic, right? The logic is, is that if you tell someone that it's free shipping at $100 and their shopping cart is only at $80, then you're going to entice them and send them to spend an extra $20. If they had stopped short at 80 and we ended at 108, like we did in this order, then it would have added $28 worth of additional income to the order. And it would have cost you $9.23. So let me just pull up the calculator here for just one second and say $28 times 0.3 equals $8.40. So you would have traded $8.40 of additional income for the $9.23 of additional cost because you would have offered free shipping. So you would have been a little bit behind in this one. You would have, you would have lost a little bit of money. I'm, I'm not saying this free shipping stuff is stupid. But I just want you to understand the math and I want you to look at the numbers a little bit. You see that driving an extra $28 in sales doesn't even get you there. And I'll, and I'll have to be honest with you that this particular order shipped pretty cheaply. If someone, again, had been further away, if this had been a California, Florida order for me, something farther away, I would have spent easily 15 or so dollars which would have required the sales to have been bumped up even more. So for me, free shipping is simply too much of a gamble, too little of a return for me. And I 
I wish I could do it because I know it's cool and that people love it, but I just don't feel good about the financial trade that's going on. So that's what free shipping looks like. I'm going to tell you another little secret too. You can turn on tipping and you're like, well, who is going to tip? Who in the hell is going to tip for an online order? I'm getting tipping. I'm getting tipping. So you know what I do when people tip me and they actually just put an extra five bucks in the, I make sure they get something for it. I give them an extra chocolate bar. I give them a little something. It's still a good trade for me. It's surprise and delight both directions. I love it. I mean, they surprised and delighted me with a tip. I'm going to surprise and delight them back with a chocolate bar. I don't stuff the money in my pocket. And that's fine. That's the kind of world we're going to be in. I'm okay with that. I can live in that. But the free shipping thing, got to look at that with a really sharp pencil and, and decide if you want to do it. So anyway, that's the math on a couple of orders. I just don't think you're going to go wrong with an online store if you were willing to take the time to keep it up updated and everything i welcome your questions you know how to get a hold of me i don't think you'll find this to be very difficult it will take some time and i hope that you can make some profit at it the business of artisan chocolate is written and hosted by constantine zigo music by the wow he's really talented phil denny Editing and production by the dapper and sophisticated Chris Sweeley. Our lawyers wanted us to remind you that Constantine Zigo is not a financial advisor. This podcast should be considered informational and entertainment, not financial advice. He's really just a guy that can open an Excel spreadsheet. And I'm Nikki, his loving and mostly tolerant wife. <laughs>